Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented wife, Miss Southern Shell. And I got the barbecue ninja himself in the house. He's come back home to Hernando to hang out with us for a podcast. Second time. Man, yeah, okay. for the second time. What's up, Craig? I, it, just coming here and, and sitting across the table from the lovely shell. It's always a treat. And, uh, of course, get to hang out with y'all in my hometown. I mean, you know, I'm so looking forward to Saturday. Oh, yeah. man. Craig's going to be at the grand opening, right? You're going to be here. Oh, yeah. We're going to do all kinds of cool stuff. I know we talked about it a little bit last week. We're going to talk about it more today, right, Shell? Yep. What, what else we got on the agenda? Uh, to get done? <laughs> no, I was talking about for the podcast, but I don't want to know what we got to get done. It's going to be a long 48 hours. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, less than 48 hours now. But we do have the grand opening this weekend. So if anybody's listening, want to stop by, uh, 9 to 5, Malcolm Shop. 496 Whitfield Drive, about 500 yards past the Connection Gym in Hernando. We got the Ninja. <laughs> Home of yeah. Craig Verhaga. <laughs> I got some deep And Malcolm around. Reed now. There you, go. there you go. Yeah, the Bridgetown Mafia is in the house. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you know, I tell folks all the time, my parents built the fourth house in Bridgetown. Charles told me that Bridgetown was where the rich folks lived. <laughs> He's like, all the regular folks lived in Hernando. Bridgetown, back in the day, was that's where all the rich folks lived. Man, we had seven folks piled up in my house. There was no rich going on around there. <laughs> Five boys. Yeah, no. We just had to... Live in the, we just had to live in the country. You there you go. Dad, we didn't want us in the city around all these. <laughs> you, you couldn't be too close to town. No, That's what no, it was. We, we tore up enough stuff out there. I didn't want to run y'all out. Uh, give, give us a bat and whoop on a tree. Yeah. <laughs> I got the anvil. When I was a kid, we got my, I had a great uncle who lived up in West Tennessee. We went up there, and for fun, he'd make me and Waylon go outside and beat on the anvil. He had an anvil on a tree stump. He said, I want to do something. Go out there and whoop on that anvil. We go out there. It was no fun beating on it. You get two or three licks in, I'm like, screw this. I mean, you hit it, and then a sledgehammer come back and just rattle you. Yeah, yeah. Just shake your teeth. I mean, whooping on an anvil is not a good idea. Not a good idea. Uh, I learned quick just to settle down a little bit. You know, don't, don't make my great uncle mad. <laughs> he had to watch his feet. Uh, <laughs> he had bad feet. <laughs> I guess me away those always stomping on. Don't toes. get me started. No, please don't get me started. You get me tickled. I'll call Saul. Oh, oh no, <laughs> please no Saul. <laughs> so Shell, what what all what all is on the podcast agenda today? Well, um, we're going to talk to Craig. I'm going to get the details on this mossy oak experience. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite an experience. Yes, it was. We got another one coming up. Yeah, we're, we're, we're scheduled. We're fixing to schedule a, a turkey one. Are we gonna get to go turkey hunting, or do you know? I don't know. I, uh, you know, I, I've never personally been turkey hunting. You know, that, that's I've only been that's, a few times. That's during crappie season, so I'm usually, you know, I got my camps down there at Lake Washington, so I'm usually crappie fishing during turkey. So you kind of got to choose. Yeah, well, maybe they got some crappies in that lake out there. We'll see. Uh, I bet they we'll, do. We'll bring some fishing poles. I'm in. And after we get through talking about the Mossy Oak stuff, we're going to talk about our recipe we did this week, the yeah, pecanha. pecanha. Uh, have, you ever cooked, have you ever cooked pecanha? I have not. Um, I and after seeing that, because I did preview that video, yeah. I'm going to. It's That's for sure. 
that that that's an underrated cut that I guess a lot of people you don't see it in supermarkets. Is it not expensive? Is it um, a cheaper? I mean the, the the Wagyu ones, you know, it's it's fairly expensive. I mean, I mean, oh yeah. But uh, yeah, if you can find a a good choice one or a prime one, I mean they're not they're not terribly expensive if you can find them. That's the thing you don't yeah. see them. In, right. You don't see them in grocery stores, but it's a. Well, I first had it, it was probably at Texas Day Brazil. Me too. Brazilian Steakhouse. Yeah. They serve them, you know, they, they'll take it, leave that fat cap on it, cut it with the grain, and double it over on the big spear, whatever it's called, skewer, roast it over the fire and bring it out, just salt on it, nothing else. Right. And they'll slice it for you, you know, good medium rare piece. Man, it's, it's me melts on. in your mouth. Getting me hungry. But, <laughs> but, but I've done it, so I've done it a couple different ways. The, the first time, way. The first time I did it the Brazilian way, it was – Phenomenal, phenomenal. You hung it. Yeah. You hung it in the drum. It, on a, it was a pit barrel. Junior, was it, the pit, it was a pit barrel, yeah. I just let it hang in the fire and drip. Man, you talk about as that as that fat cap started rendering and the juice started running down and hitting those coals. That's why I wanted to cook this last one on the drum. The, then I cooked another one where I just kind of cut it in steaks. And those, I mean, so it's also the picanha. Picanha is the name of the cut. It's also called a culot, yeah. culot steaks. It's also called technically the sirloin, the top sirloin cap steak. That's where it comes from. So if you cut a whole sirloin out and you slice it up into steaks, all the picanha or the culotte side of it's going to run a different grain than the rest of the sirloin. So it doesn't really make a good steak like that. So when they muscle it out and you take that whole culotte or whole top cap off, it's that three to four pound roast. And man, it's just. By itself, it's phenomenal. It's, it looks a lot like a trap. Yeah, cut. it's lean. The only fat it has on it is that fat cap, and you don't cut that off. Right. You want that to stay on. Exactly. And man, it's it's good. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's really good. It's one of my favorite cuts. I cooked it whole, just with some salt and pepper, my TX seasoning. You called it your prime rib treatment. Yeah, and that's how that's how I cook a prime rib. You put it on a drum with some seasoning on it, cook it till it's about one twenty two, one twenty five internal. Take it off, rest it. And slice it up. Well, you know, one of my my cooking sayings is, when you put good stuff I got <laughs> on good stuff, <laughs> you get good stuff. <laughs> Making a little, little clean up. Yeah, yeah the PG. <laughs> uh, where did you get that particular? You know, I thought I had, like, I just never cooked one like that. So I wanted to do it. And yeah. I, that one came from Kevin at the butcher shop. He's got... I mean, he was Australian Wagyu, and he's got some of the best meat going in the country, and they ship it right to you. So, have you ever used his, Craig? You're met I Kevin. Haven't. I, I haven't. Man, you got to take a trip down to Pensacola, yeah. dude. They have a big, con- well, you know, pre-COVID, they always had a big contest down there in the spring. Was it Pensacola cooking on Maine or something like that? Yeah, we went gone once or twice. No, we had, we never got to go. We were gonna go. Because we were there last COVID this time. He's like, y'all are going to come back and cook this context next year. I said, yeah, you know. The big wooden it. trophies. Yes. Yes. I know you've seen those trophies. Oh, like yeah. the totem poles. They cook, They do the big pelican. Yeah. They do the different yes. exactly. things out of them. It's, I, I've heard his name again through you and, yeah, and, and other yeah. folks that cook his meat. Yeah. yeah. You got to go down there and check out uh, check out Pensacola, check out the butcher shop. That's a good trip for us to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, you want to know? Go down there, go fishing. Yeah, and go go over to you know. I don't think he has uh, Royal Oak. He needs some Royal Oak to sell in the shop. <laughs> we'll have to work make him a distributor. If you're getting meat from him, might as well pick up a bag of good charcoal, right? I mean, you know, one stop shop. That's, That's what I say. It goes hand in hand. <laughs> I do have a question. So, how do you say? Okay, it's Wagyu. Wagyu. How do you say it, Greg? I say, yeah, I'm good. 
dope Cleveland Delta boy. I say Wagyu. <laughs> yeah, I say it. I mean, I think it's Wagyu. Wagyu, I guess. I say Wagyu a lot. Yeah. I put the Y before the G. Sometimes the I, depending on you know. Wow. I don't remember exactly what that vocabulary rule was. I never was good at English. But you're good at cooking. So. I'm good at cooking. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That counts for something, right? It counts for a lot. Don't judge me by my sellings or my, my spellings or my sayings. Just come whenever we ring that dinner bell. When you say it, it sounds right to me, but everybody else so, wants to point out that it is incorrect. That is not the way you say that, Mississippi man. I'm like, okay. I mean, do they not know we have our own vocabulary? Yeah. yeah. Tomato, tomato, right? <laughs> More than one way to say it. You know what I'm talking about when I say it. It's not yeah. getting confused. Like, oh, well, actually, <laughs> you know, you know one of those guys, don't you? Well, actually, I bet however you pronounce it. Everybody will eat it. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what I said, too. That's what I said. As long as you don't but ever yeah, the, cook it. That pecan, it, try that. I mean, make a chimichurri, a fresh chimichurri to go with it. Mm. Even the, the prime rib, the what's the creamy horseradish mayo that you like to make, mm-hmm. that would be good with it. I sliced it thin, and it was, it was great on a sandwich. I, we ate it with salad. Yeah. Oh, it cut it up in delicious. bites and mix it up with a salad. Why did you cook on a drum? So I could get that fat. I knew... From the very first recipe I did on the pit barrel, I knew that that fat was going to drip down. And if I'd leave the lid a little off, it'll get it flaming up at the end. And in that video, I showed the bottom of it, you know, it's where you could see the fat. I scored it so all the season could get in there, but then it had it all crunchy and crackling and sizzling when I picked it up. That's why I cooked it on drum. <laughs> you ain't going to do that on pellet grill. You ain't going to do it on stick burner. You're going to have to have – you could do it on a Weber, like reverse it or PK360 or something, cook it off to the side, then put it over there. But the whole time, I want that fat dripping on those coals, and man, that's what makes it. That gives that flavor, man. Yeah, that's flavor, man. That's flavor. I tell you, I, I have uh, been cooking on a drum for only about a year now, and it's it's a whole other flavor profile with that charcoal and the wood together. I can see why. It's yeah, one. no. Yeah. You cannot, and I'll tell anybody that, you can't duplicate that meat juice dripping on those coals like you can on a drum. It's authentic yep. barbecue as it gets. Totally agree. And the only thing you're limited is what you can get on that 22-inch rack. If they made a drum as big as this table right here, oh, man. Yeah. Be, yeah. <laughs> How'd you control yeah. that thing? Well, it'd be like, it'd be, so it's like the old-school brick pits that they cook hogs on. That's yeah. why those hogs taste so good. You shovel your coals under it. The, it's, the, the cooking rack's about up to the top of this table. And the coals are down on the floor. That's where, you know, you got the distance, so it is low and slow cooking, and you're getting the benefit of all that meat juice, that fat rendering, all those juices hitting those coals and coming back up, and you just can't duplicate that with any other kind of pit. You can't. And like you said, the only drawback is the, the quantity that yeah. you can yeah. get on there. On the drum. I love and the that, drums, the man. Quality, I, once I got it, man, it's, yeah. it's kind of been my go-to here lately. And one thing I like about – another thing I like about them is a huge selling point is when you put lump charcoal – you can do you a little cook on it, a shorter cook. You can close the vents off. Yep. You fire that dude right back up. Now, I cook with briquettes in mine. I did in the video. I use Royal Oak briquettes. But, you know, when I know when I go back, I'm probably not going to be able to restart those briquettes. Briquettes, just after they've been in the air, right, right. sitting out, they get, you know, they attract moisture. So they, they want to fall more apart. They're harder to fire back up and to get going. But lump, once you kill the oxygen on it, it goes out and it's still good cold. Get a couple tumbleweeds back in there. there you go. That's, right back that's what I do. I'll take it. I'll take my basket and kind of shake it. Mm-hmm. Get all the dust to settle down to the bottom of it. And then I'm just make me a little divot in it. Put me a couple tumbleweeds. 
I'm right back to cooking. I can get I can get 16 hours easy out of a full basket of lump. Yeah. You know, running it low, that's not right. hot and fast. Yeah. But holding it a good 250, 275 where it likes to barely be cracked to run, man. That's some poor, that's some you good barbecue to, right there. Once you learn how to stabilize a drum and let it yeah. cook. Yeah. It's a little tricky. Yeah. You can walk. You can. You can. You can think you're going in there to baste or move something around, close the lid, and walk away, and you've done moved all the lid, and the, <laughs> the vents, and those will get open on you. It'll go. It'll react. Yeah, it'll, run, it'll, <laughs> it'll react. You to leave the lid off too long. Think you're gonna wrap ribs. You're gonna just set the lid to the side for a few minutes. Take a phone call. Drink a beer. Oh no, you got flames shooting. The oh, we were. We were. I tell you a little story. We were at the KCBS World Championship back in November, and uh, our good friend Mike Johnson. Uh, going to cook on our good friend Richard Fergola's new drum. I think Richard only cooked on it one time, and and Mike, you know, built a fire in there. And true to Mike Johnson, you know, after he built the fire in there, he went gallivanting around and talking to everybody and shaking hands, kissing babies, hugging women, and doing what he does. And that thing caught on fire. Yeah, no, it will. <laughs> I walked out of Fergie's. Uh, 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 a cooking trailer and there was like flames coming out. Yeah. Of course, he burnt Fergie's new drum. Oh, drum I'm sure it had all the rivets yeah. glowing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Seams popping. Yeah, just leave it to Mike. He can yeah. he can do things like that. So. Here you go. <laughs> was Fergie mad? No drunk. And then true to Mike, he was like, Greg did it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? He was the lid man, huh? You got you got caught there. Oh gosh! Now you brought that drum to. Uh, I was, I was yeah, that's that your custom Royal Oak drum. It is, yeah. Short rib drum smokers out of uh, Decatur, Texas, made that. Oh, thing. cool! And uh, really cool too. That you know they've got the the laser uh, uh, sketch, and you know I just showed you the yeah, yeah. Royal Oak sign for me. They did my Barbecue Ninja logo on there. They can do any. That thing is amazing. The detail that it can get mm-hmm. in any great and. Uh, but yeah, they did the. the oh, yeah, they did a ninja cooking grade on it, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did say that. Right, right. I was just, I sat there and watched that thing make that. They laser know? cut it out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just I was I couldn't believe. You know, I got a video of it of it doing that. That's, that's cool. Some, some good technology. And so I cooked on that drum at Mossy Oak. I, that's what I did. Those wild boar ribs on, and it, mm-hmm. it cooked I mean, as good as any drum I've ever cooked yeah, on. Yeah. I hadn't. You know, I don't think I've cooked on a bad drum. We used to cook on a, a literal trash can. Like, that's <laughs> what they not, used to be 10 years ago. It was not a trash can. <laughs> they did not have custom, nice, high-tech no. drums back there. Powder-coated and yeah. beat up. No, it was a refurbished, food-grade, online drum. $13. <laughs> we cut some holes in it so air would get in. It wasn't no smokestacks. For, to, to check the holes back, I got pieces of... Uh, Magnet, you know, like the sign magnet they use to put uh-huh. signs on cars and stuff. I said, Do y'all sell that blank? And that's, they said, we'll give you some, some drops, you know. Yeah. So I cut me some little squares out. And if you wanted it halfway, you took that magnet and slid it halfway. <laughs> if you wanted it quarter way, you slid it out. And it would last awesome. several cooks, you know. I mean, before, so it, before it melted, it wouldn't stick anymore. I thought you were going to say you like balled up. Oh, no. no I have done that before, too. <laughs> this is leaking a little. Oh, we can fix that. Let's yeah. plug it up with aluminum foil. That worked the same way. The most expensive thing out of those drums that I put on it was the firebox. I actually yeah. went to a fabricator. You know, Wayland drew me up this design for a firebox, and I think it cost me like one hundred fifty dollars. I was like, oh, I've got you know twenty three dollars in my drum. Now the firebox, it's probably still kicking somewhere. Yeah. You know, I don't even know where it is now. I think it's at Taters. He's got that drum. 
I made like six of them, and I was just, you know, if somebody wants to borrow a cooker, I got a drawing bar. It's a big business yeah. now. Like, oh, oh, yeah. It's, it's, you walk around. All the I, gateways that I use now, man, them dudes are Cadillac drum cookers, mm-hmm. man. They're slick. You I don't like see any weld lines or anything, and they're all solid piece rolled. I went to that uh, IBCA event this past weekend and walked around. I mean, there are folks rolling out drums all over the place. You know, that's three proteins, so they only have to yeah. put on three. Now, KCBS, you roll out four drums. Okay. You're you got serious. Four protein, you got four we did that. It can, be in, <laughs> it can be involved yeah, as, yeah. as well you know. <laughs> but I like that because everything you cook, you can cook at different temperatures on those drums. Yeah. So if you want to do your chicken at 325, you want to do your ribs at 275, yeah. you, know, you want to fire it up to 450 to start the brisket and check it back, I mean – you can do it all and work. They're pretty simple to operate, really. It really is, and, and but you get that flavor. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of those drum cookers guys are winning, I think. So on the mossy oak stuff, what did you cook for on the drum? Did you just do one recipe on it? Uh well, you, you know, I, I when I did the braised rabbit, I grilled it, but I put it when I put it in the pot, um, I put it on the 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 drum smoker to to to, to braise it. Yeah, to yeah, braise yeah. it. I uh, did that, and I also did the uh, uh, the hunting camp uh, breakfast casserole on okay. there. Uh, yeah, I did. God, I'm trying to remember. I was all hurting that. a little bit that morning. I don't think I tried. That. <laughs> <laughs> I was in recovery mode. Yeah, I think I think that one got back. Then I went hunting, so uh, I missed all your stuff. I right, was... right. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I did on there. I know I did the 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 pork belly. The wild boar. Oh, tacos. bacon. Oh, the tacos. Then, okay. Yeah, I did on the grill. Did yeah. the hot fast and then fried it. And then the uh, the candied wild boar belly. Um, was, I did on the grill too. There was there was some of that left for dinner that night. I got some of that when I came back. That was delicious. Yeah, I've got a, yeah. I've got some of that in the freezer at home that we need to do. It's, it's a whole bacon. Yeah, it's a whole slab of pork uh, wild boar pork belly that they've cured turned into bacon. Yeah. And Slice. you just cut it. No, oh. it's not sliced. You cut it to whatever oh, size you want. A, a belly. We actually, at the that same Texas event, I took one over there uh, this past weekend, and we did wild, pork belly wild boar burn-ins Ooh. with it. So, well, those are good, too. Yeah, they? they were really good. Did they soften that, up good? That's, they, 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 they were a little, little chewy. Yeah. Um, it's, just a, it's, just that, it's just the texture of the wild boar. That's what I noticed good. with the ribs. The ribs... The ribs I cooked were small racks anyway because yeah. I guess they come off small, hard. Wild boars just don't get as big. They're the ones yeah. they harvest. Mm-hmm. And then the meat had a different texture. I mean, it was, you know, it's not quite as soft. As, it, doesn't, it doesn't have all the fat to it. Yeah. Right. It's a wild animal, so it's running. Right. Yeah. And that, that that meat they get is straight wild hog from Texas. It's like they, there's, they've got some kind of deal going with the Texas processor where they can actually process in a USDA facility wild boar meat. So they're so, capturing it. Uh, I don't know how they might. I don't know how they're getting them. Yeah, right. I imagine they're trapping them and then. I imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. And then harvesting. Harvest them some kind of way. I mean, out of the recipes you did, what was your favorite? Man, that's a tough one because I was I'm torn between two. One of them was a throw to, throw together recipe because I was only supposed to do four. Right. And they and so they said, "Could you do one more?" And I guess they like what I was doing. They said, right. "Can you do one more?" I said. What do we got left to cook? And so because they asked us the ingredients, and so we kind of gave them a list, and that's all we had there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think I had so they thought, well, we've got some cheese, <laughs> we've, <laughs> we've got some some boar. Or no, it was the uh, elk ground elk. And uh-huh. I said, I can do a cheese dip. And they say, what <laughs> a cheese dip? I thought, like, you know, everybody knows how to make cheese or queso, whatever you want to call it. And uh, 
so I threw that one together, and I was like, watch, this one's going to be the one. I didn't write a recipe out for it. I just made it on the fly, just with stuff that we had there, and it was it was really good. <clears throat> but the bison ribeyes. Oh, yeah. Was you, did yeah. you come in towards the tail end of that? That's not you killed that. a big buck. Right, yeah, yeah. I and uh, I I saved those for last on purpose. I knew they were going to be good because the ribeyes, they look – most people wouldn't have known it wasn't beef. Yeah. I mean, it was a thick cut, beautiful ribeye, marble, like center ribeye cut, marbled through and through. It looked like it looked like it was prime. It was prime grade buffalo. Or bison. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. I, I was mean, told there's a difference in bison and buffalo. Do you know that? I, I've always thought they're the same thing. Nah, I, I, they're same but different. Well, what's a Tatanka? <laughs> A what? A tatonka. <laughs> tatonka. Is that the same thing? Oh, my that's what, that's what, I, I think that's it's the same but different, that's, too. That's oh. what you call heritage buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what they called him on Dances with Wolves, the Tatonka. When he was, yeah, yeah, that it. might be before your time, Sean. It may have been before your time. Um, <laughs> but I tell you. What, Those were good, though. What, one thing that I cooked that I was really surprised of um, was the rabbit dish. Yeah. The, I was going to ask you about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, that rabbit, it, it was. it Was Was it a whole rabbit? What'd it was a whole cook? rabbit, yeah. And how'd you um, cook it? And um, I, 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 I grilled it first. Uh, I actually quartered it up, you know, separated the saddle and the hindquarters and the, and the front shoulder and put some of that really good uh, Malcolm Reed, you know, dry rub on there and, and grilled it real good. Got a char on the outside of it. And then I put it in a uh, uh, Dutch, oven. A Dutch oven pot. And then uh, I put, uh, it was a combination of uh, vegetable broth, um, Gosh, white wine vinegar, and I quartered up an onion, whole onion, and then I put about eight uh, whole pods of garlic in there, and some parsley and a beer, and um, you know put the top on it, put it on that short rib drum smoker, and just let it go until it was fork tender, and then I shredded all the meat off the bone and put it back in that broth, and then had some wild rice and put that. Broth and oh. that, that rabbit over that wild rice. It was really good. It was, it was kind of like a stew, mm-hmm. yeah, casserole type. Man, it was it was good. It was good. And, and afterwards, you know, I actually, you know, I had the the wild rice and all that pulled in the pot, and it had it separated. Well, and, and this may be another recipe for another time. I've already kind of thought this out, <laughs> but I, but I put all the wild rice back in the pot, and then I put some heavy cream in there, and uh, and oh. it almost made it, you know, like a cream of rabbit stew. Cream wow. old rabbit. Yeah. And man, I, they, it was good. I man. Liked it. It was good. good. Every yeah. bit of it got ate. Yeah. It really and, did. Uh, and then, of course, the, that wild boar belly tacos. Were, yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't get those. Yeah. So, uh, what'd you do with the wild boar belly? That's uh, what I did for the tacos is I, I, I cut it up into, into strips and, um, and I think, I, I think I put some of that really good killer hog. <laughs> I think I put the hot on there, and uh, and then got a good char on those, and then cubed them up, and I, I battered them and fried them, and then I made a a, a slaw. It was a uh, it was a peanut butter. Um, I'm trying to remember peanut butter slaw, really? Yeah, it, it, col- well, it, yeah. It, it, it wasn't the main ingredient in there. Yeah. It had uh, rice like wine slaw vinegar, sauce. and it yeah. had uh, God, what, what spice am I looking for here with with Chinese uh, ginger? Yeah, so it was like a ginger in there. Yeah, it was like a Thai peanut Thai sauce. Yeah, I love a yeah. peanut done Thai with the sauce. slaw. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And had that. I did try know, the slaws. We had some people that had peanut allergies, and so there was some yeah. slaw left. They wouldn't yeah, eat it. Yeah, I was like, man, yeah. this is good. Got to ask that to everybody. Yeah. Hey, you out there, always check for peanut allergies. Yeah. Peanut yeah. Allergies. Um, but, yeah, and they made that taco with it, and, gosh, it, it was really, really good. Heck, yeah. Um, so, uh, but, but, yeah, I tell you, you know, the quality of everything that we got to use from there was very impressive. The gamekeeper meats are really good. Yeah, they sent um, they sent us. I know they sent you some too. It was like a sampler pack of stuff to try. That's how I got that bacon and the thing. But some of their sausages, the case sausage they sent, were phenomenal. Yeah, and they got more on there now than they did when I did that first yeah. order. That's where we got the alligator too. When, when Craig came to the alligator, it yep. came from them too. Yeah, yeah. And I hadn't looked at their website in a while. They've added a bunch of stuff. Yeah, they've added some sausages, and uh, you know, of course, they've got everything is ground also, and then they've got some. A couple of whole cuts. I can't remember. Um, I, I we'd have to look at the elk medallions. Did you did you get to try those when I did yes, those? And yes. those were really good too. They really were. I did you know kind of the old school bacon wrap, marinated them in balsamic Worcestershire soy kind of sauce, and bacon wrapped them and then grilled them over some charcoal and moved them over and let them kind of come up and then flipped the grill grate over and then put the bacon back on there so it would kind of crisp it up. Those were really good. And do you know, it's a good appetizer. You yeah. know, it was kind of wild because I was talking to Vanny and it was shortly after we, and it's even since we did the, the alligator video, he said, man, if you would ask me that the number one seller that we had would have been old alligator. <laughs> he said they can't keep those really? old alligators. I just wild. pulled it up to say, because I was curious, that video that y'all did together has got almost 800,000 views. Wow. It'll be a, been a year, hasn't it? It'll be a million V video. About a year, yeah. That's all. That's a million crazy, people man. watch yeah, YouTube. Yeah, we that out. Watch YouTube Rednecks <laughs> cook a gator. <laughs> we got to come up with something else crazy to cook. Uh, well, we can what can that. you trap down there in Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> you, wanna, uh, you, you got time me to listen to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If we need to make a menu, what Craig can go get. Craig can go get. Uh, we were actually, yeah, actually going to the hunting, rats. hunting club one Friday, and uh, we were doing a conference call on all the guys on there, and, and uh, you know, we got sales guys all over, over the United States, and one of the sales guys was like, "What are you cooking? Uh, you know, tonight at the hunt camp, Craig?" I said, "Whatever I hit on the way." <laughs> they were like, "Oh my god!" So Chevy special. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I, I tell you that that, and it's www.gamekeepermeats.com is where you can get these products. And man, they, when I told what I wanted. They put in the order the next day, and it was at my door. Oh, it ships day. quick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, that fast. And uh, it's impressive for sure. And really, it's been a little sketchy to get wild game <laughs> before, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that was probably like me. You know, I, I cook wild game, and but you've got people that are there maybe in a class or something, and they're like, well, I don't duck hunt. Yeah. I don't deer hunt, mm -hmm. you know, so I can't. But I want to try it. But, I, yeah, I want to do this recipe, but I don't deer hunt or here you go, you know, and, and it's good to have that to send them to, to. They can get it delivered to their door. And you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be fresh. You know it's going to be processed. processed. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's all about. The only thing that was uncertain about going to Mossy Oak was the equipment we was going to be cooking on. I'm glad you brought that drum because <laughs> we didn't know what they had. I don't no. think they knew what we needed. I know. They did. So they was like, yeah, we got grills. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, they had a Camp Chef pellet grill. They did. And it worked. I mean, it wasn't, was you it know. Was it old? Mm, it was just, I think it was base model. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the thing we probably used the most was the little two burner camp. Was that a Camp Chef too? The propane burner with the top, and then you threw down on the flat top. 
Right, right. And then the other um, grill that we cooked on was just, I don't even know what yeah. grill that was. It might have been a Brinkman when it was new. Yeah. It looked like it had been added on and patched. It didn't yeah. have mismatched grates. I don't and, think the, the, the lever, I think. Oh, there was none of that. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> put a rock in there. Yeah, we can prop that up with a rock or something. We're, we're we gonna, made it work. We're yeah. going to get them fixed up. We're going to have equipment. them outfitted, no doubt. Yeah. 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 So, uh, they, need, they need some good equipment. I, that, and that's one thing I told them. You know, I was like, "Look, man, we're going to do this more regularly. We got to get some stuff in there that we can throw down on." Yeah, and they're they're all they're all yeah. about it and all for it. And you know, between folks you know and folks I know, we're we can make that happen. Yeah, 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 it's gonna be fun. No, it was their old. So we the the camp we stayed at was it was this old eighteen uh, hundreds built house that they I guess it had been I don't know if it had been on their family property or they moved it to their family property. Uh, in West Point, but it was if you've ever seen those old houses where they got the one main breezeway down the middle, and then you know you've always shotgun got one. I don't know if you call them shot. It's like frontier homes cabins, yeah. yeah. And then one side is one big room. It's got a big fireplace, and the other side's the other big room has a big fireplace. Then it then it had a small kitchen and an upstairs loft that was pretty much open. They built yeah. some walls, but they've added on to it and added another kitchen and added a big back porch and added bathrooms and all that. So. But it yeah. still had that 1800s feel to it. It did. It was cool. It was, <clears throat> it was really cool. Of course, just like those old houses, too. The kitchen was like yeah, so yeah. little, man. Yeah, I yeah. know. It's like, oh, my gosh. You, we had a table in there, you know, and you, somebody was sitting at the table. You couldn't get in the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> in the Where'd you, you keep know? the beer? Yeah. Oh, it's taking coolers on the porch, yeah. on the screen in porch. And, you know, the, it, it wasn't uh, – it, it was so cool because obviously it wasn't insulated, you know, and because they were downstairs talking – and I was in my bed upstairs, and I was like, is somebody under my bed? You know? <laughs> it was like they were right there, you know? Yeah. But the fireplaces in those old houses, oh, you kept, we kept fire going the whole time. It heats yeah. the whole thing up. Yeah. So it has that, you know, lodge or cat, old cabin-type feel to it, smell to it. And I tell you. That was cool. That we was had really cool. a uh, country music singer there. We, we definitely. Ooh, really? Yeah. Yeah, two. two yeah. And, and Cole Chaney was one of them. I'm going to yeah. tell you, folks, if you haven't. Looked up Cole Chaney or heard him. He just him. released his first album. Too. Oh, really? Yeah, he's yeah. from Kentucky. He's he's a cool guy. He's young. He's a young guy, man. Yeah, I think yeah. he was 21, 22. We sat in the living room and Malcolm sang. And sang. <laughs> he, loved, he was drinking then. Well, we got on that brown water. <laughs> yeah. it, wasn't the, it wasn't the Miller Lights that got that out of me. But I couldn't hold back. I was like, this guy's going to sing and pick his guitar. I wish I'd have my guitar. I, I wish I knew the words. I, sang too. I mean, it was like all of us in this, you know, big old fire crackling in the room together. And hang. Yeah. It, was, it was a great experience. Oh, we put on, really they was. put on a full-blown concert. Yeah. They did two recordings. Like, uh, he played five or six songs. and they were, it, So Mossy Oak has this uh, it's the Mossy Oak Go app. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what they're doing. Everything. It's a free app, right. and they're doing. You can find the videos, the cooking. They got a cooking segment side of it, where some of our stuffs on there, and they got other guys that come in and cook. And they're doing. What are they calling the sticks and strings? Sticks and is strings. the, is the yeah. So they take these country music guys out, or I don't know if they're all country music, but I think they are. But mm-hmm. they've uh, they take them out and let them hunt, and they come in at the cabin at night. And they put on. They take one of the corners in the cabin, clear out all the furniture. It's kind of like a little stage. They put bring the lights and all their Mossy Oak cameras and all that stuff, and they put on a one-man concert right there while we're all sitting yeah. around here drinking beer and drinking whiskey. Yeah, yeah. You weren't so there cool. in his concert, were No, you? I held back on that. <laughs> I, I, 
<laughs> I wasn't on the whiskey that day. Yeah, well, he was doing some of his originals too. He wasn't reaching back into the Wayland Jennings. If he had got back to the ones I known, it'd have been hard. You know, I've been tapping. <laughs> just been itching. Uh, can't stand it. You can't sing them songs and me not get in there. Yeah. Not no, when I know them. No, he 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 could not hold back. <laughs> I spent many a miles riding my daddy's pickup truck listening to that old music. I know them songs. And, and the hunts, you know, they they were that was awesome. That was oh, a great yeah. experience. I mean, you know, um, uh, you know, I got to kill a great buck there. Yeah. You know, ten point buck, and you know, of course, they've produced that video since then. It's on the Go app, also. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So you're on a mossy oak video. That's I, so cool. I, it really I, is. It on there already? Yeah. I mean, you sent me a link to that. I got to check that. Is the hunt on there? The deer and everything? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm watching that since we get through. Wait just a second. I'll, I'll, I'll get yeah. to you here in just a second. We get done. <laughs> I need. I need to share that. We need to share that video, Tyler. Yeah. Put it on something. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the ninjas. <laughs> the ninjas kill video. Does it show the kill and everything? Yeah, yeah, okay. it does, and uh, you know it shows. Uh, it, you know that whole experience was really oh, yeah. cool with being in there. Of course, the first, you know, the, I don't want to give it away, but you know, it, it, of course, having th- you know three folks in the blind is pretty <laughs> tough too. Yeah, because Matt tagged along. Yeah, of course, he didn't even Matt. take a gun. He just like wanted to go no, hang out, didn't he? He's back there. You know, mouth and all. I'm surprised you got to kill one. Um, you know, he'll want to tell the story about me falling over in the chair when we first got <laughs> in. But that's all right. I think he took the screws out. Right, somebody so did. It's either him or Van. Oh, really? They were sitting, so they were sitting in the deer blind. Cameraman's in there, you know. He's got Matt over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's Craig's being serious. You know, they're trying to be quiet deer all around him. He goes to lean back. He just keeps on leaning. The <laughs> bottom of the chair is unconnected. I so. wanted to show the cameraman a video, you know, so I started like, here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you see, all you see is Craig's two feet. My feet right there. <laughs> um, Matt's dying. Oh, Matt just laughed. But that's all right. I, we were at my hunting camp, duck hunting, like two weekends after that, and uh, he trounces out and in the water. You know, waiter's on, it's muddy, and he's he's – he ends up falling. You get no hole. Did you hole. get video of that. that? I got video oh, yeah. of that. I'm actually walking out there to pull him out, and he's like, help me, man. Help me, help. man. Forget you, man. You know? Like, uh-huh. Same thing make you laugh will make you cry. <laughs> and it did. Now, we had a big time hunt yeah. camp, man. That was, I, I can't wait to go back. I know when he came home, he um, slept for about 12 hours. <laughs> I think I'd, maybe 13. <laughs> it, was, it was go, go, go. I'm going to tell you, the, yeah. the oh, filming yeah. day, I mean – that was a 12, 13 hour mm-hmm. straight. I was starting yeah. prepping at 6 a.m. in the morning. and I think, Sun up, sun down. Yeah, I think we got done six or seven yeah. at night. I mean, that was That's five tough. videos. Y'all know it better than anybody. Yeah. Five oh. videos in one day. You know, we did, you, you did, I did five one day. You did five the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last, the last day. No, what we did last day, just go hunt. Yeah. 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 Went and hunt. Um, I went by the Mossy Oak store and that I'd never been there in West Point. That that place is cool. Yeah, and, and April. I hope we get get it. Yeah, we're, we're probably going back in April. Yeah, that sure. would be really cool. They want to do four more, I think. Yeah, uh, like seasonal. Yeah, yeah, yeah seasonal. We'll do, there's supposed to be a, one around. Well, it's like one around each season. Like yeah, so turkey season's coming up. I said, you guys want to come turkey hunt? I said, well, <laughs> I'll bring some wild turkey. I, don't know. <laughs> I need you to bring that country guy back. Yeah, bring that country guy back. I'll bring the whiskey. Uh, but yeah, time. so that's that's what, and we're going back in the summer, and we're going back in the fall during deer season. So yeah. hopefully that's going to be a regular thing. On yeah, you're going to get that big mossy oak go. 
<laughs> big deer, yeah. yeah I, get that big deer. I, I passed. I, you know, I kept asking. I was like, what can we shoot? What can we shoot? You know, I said, he said, well, you know, anything you want is mature. I said, I'm not going to go out here. Yeah. And if I didn't see something that was like, yeah, I mean, Craig killed a big deer. I, I saw plenty of deer, but I didn't, I, mean, I didn't see any that I would shoot. Yeah. My glasses are foggy. I didn't want, I wanted to get invited back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the, that's what Malcolm kept saying. Cool. I'm, I'm gonna get that big one next time I come back. Yeah, next time. <laughs> I know how to set. I know how to play this thing setting, out. He was setting yeah. up. He's I like know the how to girl that leaves her keys yeah, in yeah. the apartment. I think I, I, think I left my boots too. <laughs> oh, they threatened to burn my boots. Why? I showed up with some real tree oh. boots out in Mossy Oak. I went home and bought me a pair of Mossy oh, Oak boots. Man. I didn't think nothing about it. You know, you just grabbed your boots. He said in the email, "Do you got boots?" Or whatever, because yeah. I guess they didn't give us some. They gave us all kinds of gear. Yeah. We got full jacket, oh, yeah. pants, clothes. I mean, Mossy oaked us up. Nice. And I should have said, I ain't got any boots. I know now. That was yeah. a lesson learned. So I showed up and got all Mossy Oak stuff on. I got on real tree boots. And he said, he told me, he's like, you know, we uh, we got this rule at camp. You show up and see anything not Mossy Oak, or especially real tree, we take it out there and burn it. And then we'll give you a good store and get you some more. And I was like, well. I ain't got a problem with it. He didn't make it do it, but he said <laughs> they did burn Hank Parker's out there right off the front porch. Oh, wow. Made him watch. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I double-checked everything before. I <laughs> Next time, I'm just going to show up and smoke cowboy boots. Yep, I got boots. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you ain't got a problem with these Justins, do you? <laughs> that seems like a valid role. I think so, yeah. too. Yeah. You know, I yeah. wouldn't want somebody showing up to cook. In Kingsford, you know, would you? Yeah. 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 Any other you got the Kingsford stuff. Have- <laughs> uh, I understand. I do have a question for you. You okay. are a event man. You do a lot of events. Yeah. How many events have you seen this year? Well, it's it's uh, everybody's trying to plan. You know, everybody you you got to. There's so there's so much logistically involved in these events. You got to plan. You got to start. I mean, even if you may not have, I was supposed to be. Um, in two weeks, going to Washington State to do Dang. a uh, it was an outdoor extravaganza, like a hunt thing. I was actually going to partner with Mossy Oak and do some demos, and and, uh, and and all the way up till last week, it was planned. I mean, it, but it kind of fell fell apart. And, yeah. and uh, but they're still going to have a competition there. They're just not going to do the but the, the outdoor demo cooking demos and stuff. So, but I mean, like the the Q events, the Q in the Loo, Denver Q. Um, Kansas City, they're going to do a Kansas City queue. They're, they're planning them. Um, so, I mean, everything and the Chicago Windy City smoke out and, and uh, they're, they're planning. Uh, of course, Memphis in May, you know. It's planning. Yeah. Planning. Everybody I talk to keeps saying it's a go. It's yeah. going. You know, yeah. everybody we've talked to in every facet of it, you know. Look. You know, one year, you, you got to think one year, you know, we, we can put things to the side, but you don't want things to start being the new norm. Yeah. And it not happened, and then not happened, and then it never happens again. So, you know, you don't want that. We need to come back. You were at an you were at a uh, cook was it last week? Yeah, or when I mean, were you in Texas? Yeah, yeah. This past weekend, I was in uh, Irving, Texas, at an IBCA event. Now, the the, the smaller events, you know, SCA had yeah. picked up. Um, IBCA now they did cancel their season last year, but they're back. Um, you know, KCBS is rolling. Mississippi and Texas just lifted their mask mandate, so they're opening things back up. Uh, so, which is they, great yeah. for barbecue events because oh, we're yeah. outdoors. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, limiting limiting it to the public can get that out. Um, is is kind of how they're approaching it, and and so, but but a lot of these big big events that are public dependent, 
you know, will have. That's the ones that are scared. I think I think they're more scared. What kind of bad press they could get if something happened is what the the pullback is on it. Well, you know, I being an old insurance guy, you know, oh, I can see it. That liability, I can see it. And and uh, you know, you're basically putting putting that on the line. But you know, hey, vaccines and. And you know, masking up, sanitizing, washing hands, and taking the staying six feet away from people. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we we kind of got a uh, more of an idea what we're dealing with, you know, than we did this time last year. I think that cold spell, I think that big freeze helped out us in the south. (laughs) Ah. Everybody stayed away from each other for almost seven days, and now we've seen a big dip in cases and everything. We just needed like three weeks of freeze back in January and we'd have knocked it all out and we'd have been right back to regular. You know? I didn't see my yard for a week. You know? I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I didn't either, but I saw a beach. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. I, I was thinking about you, Craig. I was really, I really was when we were laid out there drinking the bread stripe. I know. I, know. I was wondering what the ninja was up to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could tell my phone was blowing up with text he took, a, he took a sip of his pina colada and looked at me and said, what do you think the ninja's up to? <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Yeah, it's nice <laughs> well, what do you think about that IBCA cook? Did you actually cook in it or did you just go and hang out? No, I, well, I, I went and uh, um, kind of met the organizers too. That's that's something that, that I do with my job with Royal Oak. You know, we sponsor events and I'm kind of head of that. So I wanted to meet, meet them. But uh, – um, you know, it, it, I've never been to an IBC. This was my first IBCA event to go to. Um, it was a little more, it was a little more laid back of a cook. They've got like an hour and a half in between turn-ins. They got oh, three wow. turn-ins. Um, you know, they've that's got plenty of beer drinking time. Yeah. That's what and, that'd and, be my and fear. They did. And they did. <laughs> and they did. Long what's Star your, was flowing. <laughs> what's yeah, your first turn-in time? Let me see if I can remember. Is it um, like early or? It wasn't, no. It was like I maybe knew. 12. Was, yeah. Um, one thirty and then three or something like okay. that. It was uh, it was chicken, then rib, then brisket, uh, last. And with the IBCA, I would have to. It's it's heavily weighed a little heavier on brisket. Of course, it's Texas, and and uh, but I, I was trying to kind of understand the judging and kind of you got to overcook everything yeah. because they've got to sample all of it with plastic utensils. Like they, ribs, yeah, yeah, plastic utensils. ribs. You have to be able to get a bite off of it. Now you don't pick up the rib and eat it. You don't pick up the piece of brisket and eat it or the chicken. You get a bite off with a fork. I don't even think you're allowed to use a knife. Or you just got to get it. Yeah. It's got to come off. They you take the skin to the chicken bone? aside. No, no, no. You don't get your, like we do in KCBS or Mm-mm. anything else. It's all out of that plate. Then they take the top 10 and they do that again. So whatever you're turning in is getting judged like minutes later, too. Oh, you so don't you re-enter? Imagine. No. Like Memphis and my style? No, kinda? no. It just moves on to a top 10 table. And that's my understanding. I I don't know how fast it goes. Do you know? I mean, no, I I don't. I didn't get to get, you know, see any of the judging. I think it's, and it's one of those events. It used to be, I think, it's one of those where if you don't make top 10, everybody finishes 11th because you don't really know. And that was what a big hang up was on them. Yeah. Because you don't know where you stand if you didn't make top 10, if you need to improve on something or not. If you were right there. But it's it's their way of, you know, it's been an old school way of judging barbecue contests for a long time. It was fun. I mean, it really yeah. was. I mean, that laid back atmosphere was 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 really fun, and I can see the attraction to that mm-hmm. because it just wasn't a high pressure. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, they give you plenty of time to overcook yeah, stuff. They do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. And you and just like you said, I mean, your you, your ribs. You don't want any tug to them. I mean, you don't want it to hang on the bone. You want it to fall off the bone. That brisket, each slice, they're they're 
carefully transfer. You ain't picking it up, putting it in the box. Yeah, it's yeah. barely held together. You're laying it with the knife and laying each one in there. Yeah, I even saw one person like get their their foil out and put it on the, the table, and they did the slicing, and they just kind of slid it over to the foil and pick the and foil. then pick the foil up to put it in the box. The yeah, because it has foil in the box. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah no garnish. No garnish at all. I kind of like that. And they don't judge. Half chickens too, right? Half half chickens, chickens, yeah. Yeah. And they don't judge appearance. Yeah. Oh. They don't judge appearance. appearance. So um, that's why they take the chicken skin, throw it to the side, then get a bite of the chicken. Mm -hmm. But the chicken skin's the best part. (laughs) If it's done right, it is. Yeah. I like a good old char. Yeah. Could you imagine if you had if you were judging the skin and you didn't get it right, and they take that fork and they just drag all the skin off? Yeah. One one person gets the all the skin. Yeah. And I couldn't judge them because when I did it, I'd just try to get me the whole leg quarter. You know, yeah. There wouldn't be nothing left. They wouldn't want me to judge them. Reaching that yeah. yeah. uh, You that. know, it was really interesting, too, last year because I talked to several when the IBCA had to you know, cancel their season. You had a lot of those guys cross over that had never cooked KCBS before. Well, they they cooked some KCBS events, and it was an eye-opener for them because, you know, mm-hmm. four turn-ins, and those turn-ins were tight. Like, Tight, yeah. and then of course oh, the decoration of the box, the mm-hmm. appearance, and they all that was brought into it with the KCBS side, and and uh, you know they had to. They it's had a to lot more of, high pressure to yeah. KCBS. Yeah. They, they spun off like a ICB, it's an IBCA uh, style contest with a BCA that yeah. was started out down in Louisiana. So a lot of those guys were going over and cooking those events, and they're they're kind of loosely based the same way. I think you get a little bit more of your scores and see where you finish on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they cook them the same kind of way, but I think think things are moving that way. Yeah, I mean coming on back. So did y'all do any yeah. SCA events while you were over there? Did you go to any of those? Uh, no, we we didn't. They're um, still rocking it. They're yeah. uh, you're going out to the big one in Fort Worth. Right? Oh yeah, that's right, next yeah. weekend, isn't it? World yeah. Championship yeah. next. You week. had qualified. I qualified. Yeah, we could. I didn't make it with this shop grand opening and everything we got going on. We just this year wasn't a good year for us. Yeah. You got to qualify again. Okay. Okay. Well, that, that I mean, I'm just sitting here with my lip down. I mean, the last time yeah. I was here, I held your golden ticket. Yeah, you did. Right. I just won yeah. it. Just won it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're not going. Uh, well, I'll uh, I'll shake hands, kiss back yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I can't duplicate your <laughs> um, you know, beauty there. But <laughs> I can uh, try. Uh. So it's next weekend, and you're, mm-hmm. but you're not cooking. You're just going and no, hanging out. I, I, you know, being over the Royal Oak sponsored teams, I think we're. I, I haven't counted. I tried to get a list. I didn't. You know, wasn't able to get a list. But I bet you we're going to have probably fifteen to twenty teams there, yeah. if not more. Um, so we're going to be very well represented there, and I'm just going to go and support. You know, support the teams and cheer them on, and make sure they got everything they need. You know, from us, and and I haven't met several of them face-to-face because, you know, we just got this year's teams and even last year's teams not being able to get out like I wanted to for a yeah. long time. You know, I want to meet people face-to-face and let them know that, you know, we're there to support them. Uh, it's a fun event. That's it's what, one of my oh, favorite. Yeah. Well, when, you know, when it was there at Billy Bob's, you had all that going on. It was awesome. It yeah. was awesome. I don't know what it's like now. Where are they having it this year? Do you know? Um, I it's, it's not down. It's not in stockyards anymore, is it? Oh, I think it's at River Ranch. Oh, oh. I think the party's at River Ranch. Oh, that's a cool yeah. place. It River is. Ranch is a cool place. I don't. I can't. I don't yeah. know exactly. Um, I know where Uber's going to drop me off. And, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it's close to where the event is. But yeah. but I've heard it's a good time. I mean, not say I'm not going for a good. Well, time. Well, you got to go to Joe T. Garcia's. 
when you go there. Okay. Most people do. Yeah. yeah Find a, a group that's going. Jump go on to board Joe T. Garcia's. Okay. I'll definitely do that. Watch the margaritas. They will sneak up on you. Uh, you know me and tequila don't get along. You're oh, red, redneck tequila does not mix. Oh, I get along just fine with tequila. <laughs> Last time we were there, he was singing <laughs> the Spanish version of Hotel California, and he does not speak Spanish. I stopped the whole restaurant. That place holds 2,000 people. y'all get along fine. Mariachi band walked around, and it just, I don't know, something come over me. It was... See, Malcolm, I can't do that. I'm never, <laughs> be wearing the- I didn't realize I was doing it, Craig, until I looked up. I had my eyes closed. There was a video somewhere of it, Keep Mark Williams. That's, it's part of the Mark Williams, what does he call it, uh, blackmail collection <laughs> of stuff he's been around. i got to watch what I do around Mark Williams. He's yeah. taking cameras, man. I'm glad they weren't around when I was young. No kidding. But when you knew Saul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Better not call Saul. <laughs> you, you, uh, <laughs> Skittles. <laughs> Mitf- I already, I know the story y'all. You know that. That's Jose's favorite story. Um, but y'all will be at Memphis and May Royal Oak Strong. We'll be there representing. That's right. Oh, if yeah. everything yeah. goes well, flagship be ground yeah. zero right there. Out of barbecue, right? Killer hogs. So, how did the team selection? I wanted to talk about that a little bit before okay. we wrap things up today with Royal Oak. I know you're kind of the the liaison when it comes to marketing at Royal Oak, you're the man now between barbecue teams, right? Right. That's right, your that's yeah. your your full time job. Yeah, that's my not just job. to be ninja, right? No, no, that's uh, <laughs> that's only that's at night cool. and the weekends. We kind of do that together now, you know, <laughs> yeah. Royal Oak and the Barbecue Ninja. Yeah. But uh, I tell you, it's uh, it's a uh, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, it's not a put your name in a hat and it gets drawn yeah, out. Yeah. And and uh, and for me, Malcolm, I come from the cooking side. So I know personally what goes into the work, the cost, the time that people put in to compete and to be good at what they do. So I'm going to give every team ample and even ground and and do the research and do the due diligence to get the best teams that we feel like. Y'all do a good job of like not just going for the best, you know, the the big names. You know, you kind of try to get – some young people coming up right. and well it's important yeah, yeah. i mean it really is and uh um you know in in today's times you know we we've got not only the competition barbecue but we also want people that are very well thought of and respected in the barbecue community and also social media is a big part of it um you you know we can't deny that all the way up to our ownership they they're a big believer in social media and you know it, our Marketing philosophy with them. I mean, we're grassroots. You know, we we want we want everything that our teams do to have that backyard griller say, "I want to buy Royal Oak yeah. charcoal." That's what it's about, yeah. really. Right. I mean, that's uh, Royal Oak's American-made charcoal, and it's in just about every home in the United States has a grill, and they want you know they're cooking on charcoal. Right. A, you know, You've tried a, other brands, and yeah, you I, always I, go back. Go back to Royal Oak. Yeah, I've tried them all. Well, through that process, I mean, you know, there's the application. And we get the application, and then every team is evaluated on, and we've got uh, uh, programs that evaluate their competition, you know, history. And, uh, of course, last year was was tough, we, and we didn't have that. But all of our 2020 teams that reapplied, we, we accepted them in 2021 just because we didn't feel like there was a fair year. There was a fair year. You you, you couldn't evaluate because there's some people actually cooked like 20 KCBS events mm-hmm. last year. You know, right at the end of the year, they were doing doubles and just everything. They could, yeah. But then there was more NBN teams or IBCA 
teams that had their whole season canceled and didn't cook at all. Yeah. So uh, there was no way to properly evaluate those teams last year. So, um, and, and even the new teams that applied, we went back to 2019, 2018, even 2017 to look at their competition, you know, schedule and history and things like that. Um, and, you know, and I personally did a lot of that. Um, I never knew until I started doing this. There were so many organizations. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and all of them report things differently. We use barbecue data. We, we went, you know, to every uh, avenue to try to get as much and accurate data as we could. Uh, and then also the social media side. Um, we we, we um, contracted with a company called Meltwater to, you can actually, with that, you, you can look at all these kind of different analytics and uh, you put in teams' names and it actually gives a social media grade based on, you know, followers, based on activity, based on, um, you know, their, their uh just overall performance with their their social media, and uh, and that was weighed, and and then of course, you know, I got a pretty good web of, of people out there in all over the United States, and so if there's a team or something that we had a question about or wanted more information about it, I would reach out to somebody to get a reference, or you know, and, and I'd list out teams, one to hire many, and say, can you rank these, and or if you know them, are they good with the community, and. It, it was a lot that went into it, and, and uh, you're not just drawing names out of the hat. Oh, yeah, no, no nothing <laughs> like that. I or promise. playing favorites. Yeah. yeah, and then you know we we uh, make recommendations to the committee, and then the committee makes the final decisions on the teams that we're going to choose. So I don't want that to fall, you know, on me. Definitely, you know, I want people coming at me, you know, saying, <laughs> running you off the road. Yeah. Like no, put a hit out on you. We, we make these recommendations, <laughs> and then they they look at all of this data that we've gotten together, and then make those decisions. Mm-hmm. And then that's you know when we roll out the the teams that are chosen, so, we're going to represent us. What would you say to to new teams or maybe the teams that have put in and didn't get in? To what what should those guys be trying to do so they could become in the future a Royal We've Oak been team? There. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. I've been there yeah. where we didn't qualify. We put in before. It took it yeah. took a while. It took yeah. a while. Yeah. Well, you know, for the teams that didn't get chosen in 2021, because we invited so all our 2020 teams back, um, we we didn't have. A, a bunch of slots to fill, so to so to speak. And plus, you know, we have to be conscious of because we sell charcoal all over the United States. We want representation all over the United States. So we also kind of have to look at a calendar and say, okay, you know, we we might want somebody in Utah, or so that kind of filled in some slots. So, uh, but overall, it's kind of the criteria I talked is the competition part. You know, if a team goes out and they cook, you know, four competitions in a year, you know. That, that's we need and don't do any social that. media right. yeah. and don't do any social media yeah, right. yeah. You, you know and then they're like why didn't we get picked and okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not free charcoal right. it's yeah. not just hand out you know that. but uh but yeah and, and you said social media and and that's that's where we are yeah. and i mean that's that's, that's our times mm-hmm. and y'all know better than anybody that's the power right now of marketing and having you know the boots on the ground, so to speak, grassroots part of it. And that's that's where Royal Oak uh, invests more of their marketing dollars is in this particular sponsored team program for that very reason. They want to get these recipes. They want to get this, 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 this representation from your peers. You know, for the people that's cooking in the backyard, they want, hey, you know, he does do competitions, but he's also my neighbor, you know, yeah. instead of seeing, you know, some celebrity on TV that's, you know, it's not real. It's, well, I mean, it may be real, yeah. but it's yeah. not, 
You know, no, I get that totally. Not, That's I mean, I, I I think the same thing. I'd rather have somebody out cooking and people coming over to their house and asking them what they're using and want to want to try that themselves than seeing some commercial. Yeah. Exactly, and it's know. a two way street with any part. It's it's not you know just a sponsorship. It's a partnership. Yeah, that's the way you got to. And it's not just somebody giving yeah. you free charcoal. Bingo, you, you know, bingo. Um, and that's that's the big philosophy that I have with Royal Oak is is when we sponsor a team, we want to do just as much for you as yeah. the sponsor team as you do for us. Yeah. It's a partnership. If you've got a product, you know, show it off. If you send us something, a video or a picture, have that in there. So when we put it out on our social media, it can help you just as much as it helps us. I mean, it is a partnership. It is a true partnership, and that's what I want to stress to our teams. And we're, we've got, you know, charcoal rolling out right now. I'm getting videos and pictures and people putting it on social media. It's exciting times because I think yesterday our gear orders started going out, so everybody's fixing to start, you know, getting their gear orders. So now it's going to be a time where we're going to make, you know, some ask for social media content because we're building our recipe, you know, vault and, we put a couple of hundred on there, you know, building our YouTube up, and, you know. Yeah, and they had Roll Oaks done a great job. They got a great Instagram channel. They got a great Facebook, you know, channel going. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. The videos are coming on. You're doing videos. You we've done, you know, yeah, some yeah. together, and you're going out and doing those with the teams too. I guess yeah. that's what took you yeah, to that's Texas what, to do yeah, videos, that's what right? I was doing in Texas, yeah. Our our digital marketing uh, manager Christy Lee, she's doing a wonderful job managing this and and you know last year we both were new so it was a big learning process and in kind of our Ooh, that's now, a tough year to learn in <laughs> very tough year to learn in <laughs> you know but uh but we you know now streamlining things and and building spreadsheets to be able to keep up with things better and yeah. we got more editors kind of on board but yeah I was in Texas and that's what you know we did I did what what did you do what did you shoot yeah, we, we shot some recipes. I uh, had Justin West, Jody Harris, Dark Mullins, uh, Roland Escobedo, um, Chris Hatcher come on site, and they all did different recipes. Um, you know, just a few. Uh, Jody did a – she actually did a grilled banana, banana pudding. Ooh. Um, how did she – okay, tell me how she did this because I make a mean banana pudding, but – This banana pudding, it, it, it's – and, of course, you're going to have – the recipe's going to come out. Okay. But it's got a um, – it's got a key lime influence to it, mm. and it had a uh, grilled banana. Had that that char banana. So she gr- actually grilled the actually banana. Grilled the bananas. Did she grill them whole or did she cut them lengthwise? Oh. She just grilled them whole. Um, uh huh. They cut them up or mashed them up or how'd she how'd she yeah. incorporate that into the pudding? Um, she cut. We got to watch the video. When's that one dropping, Craig? I'm very curious uh, about this. Yeah, I've, heard about, I've never heard of grilled bananas. I've heard of grilled pineapple, grilled mm-hmm. watermelon. I've never thought of a grilled banana pudding, but it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's you a put great that idea. little bit of smoke in there, a little bit of char, mm-hmm. and she does mm-hmm. this key lime in there too. And yeah. I good. like the bananas foster where they put them in the iron skillet and they, you know, deglaze it with the brandy and all that stuff. That's awesome. You do and, get a uh, flame kisty mm-hmm. flavor there. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Um, caramelized banana. You know, 51 has a caramelized banana ice cream. It ain't no grill. Get off the bananas, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then what else do you do? Yeah. Sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> dinner time, Craig. It's dinner time. <laughs> um, Chris Hatcher did like these uh, these these Cajun pig bombs, I think is what he called it. And uh, <coughs> he got like a some uh, sausage, link sausage, cut them in the, the disc. And yeah, wrapped, wrapped them bacon. Wrapped a little bacon around them, but he left like a like cup. A cup. Yep, and big did, shots. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. But he did like a boudin, a cream cheese, jalapeno uh, stuffing over the top, 
And yeah. then he put it on the barrel grill until the bacon just got a little bit crisp. And then he got some of the uh, Cosmo Q uh, uh, jalapeno mango glaze or something. Mm, the rib glaze. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, that too. was that was really really I was good. doing it up. Mm. The more you um, talked about that, did you cook one too, or did you just help out? <laughs> yeah, I actually cooked a whole hog for him. Oh wow! And oh, uh, wow. you know, Show, yeah, I don't know nothing about that. Oh, uh, those Texas guys were like, <laughs> they blown away, wasn't they? Yeah, we want you. And when when I got there, they were like. Well, what do you want? I was like, man, I want some beef ribs. And they were like, what do you mean you can't get beef ribs? I was like, no, you can't uh, get beef ribs back yeah. where I am. Not, not the, you know, yeah, two inch ribs. They got no yeah, meat exactly. on them. Like, yeah. <laughs> a little oh, bit they of, cook um, them so good out there. And uh, I, I, I can't even really describe what Dirk, Dirk Mullins did. Um, <laughs> he made this parfait. Um, like a barbecue parfait? Like, it, it was like a moonshine jar part but it didn't have moonshine in it yeah. but it was layered with about 10 different things and, savory uh, or like dessert we're talking no it was savory it, yeah. it had like it had like beans oh, okay. macaroni and cheese oh, and pork. Yeah. it was the whole buffet it was, yeah <laughs> it was like whatever was left over from the competition they yeah. all brought in because they had a bean competition there was beans yeah. left and jody also did a uh uh, she did a, a brisket mac, mac and cheese. Oh, that's so he took some of that brisket mac and cheese. Everybody in the party. that was a layer. Yeah, it was a layer. Had a banana pudding so layer. He, yeah. he got a jar about this tall, yeah, about this yeah, big yeah. around, and it was layered. All I like the, the barbecue parfaits. We've done it with the beans, pulled pork, and coleslaw. Yeah, Seven Hague Street yeah, does something yeah, yeah. similar. And uh, Justin and his wife uh, Kayla did a uh, this cheesy potato. Um, dish where they cooked the potato. Well, they put the potatoes in the foil and they cooked them till they were about fork soft, and then they cut them into disc and then grilled them, and then put them in a Dutch oven with, you know, cheese and heavy cream, and butter. I was eating too good out of Texas. Look at me, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm he don't all, travel around to eat bad. Yeah, food. yeah, I knew that for a fact. Uh-uh. I'm learning a lot through yeah. my travels. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, what's the best thing that you ate while you're in Texas? It didn't have to be. What? It don't have to be barbecue. Yeah, it doesn't have to be barbecue. Man, that's a great question. Um, How many days were you there? Uh, Was it a short trip or a- no? Well, we we left out. Um, buddy Matt Matt Miller and I went, and um, we left out on Wednesday afternoon. Drove all the way to Waxahachie, Texas. Oh yeah, we made that trip. With, yeah, met up with Matt Matt Pittman on Friday morning, um, <clears throat> and you know, and then came back on Monday. So pretty quick trip, yeah. but uh, we we packed a lot. <laughs> In that uh, pretty quick trip, um, stop at Bucky's. Yeah, yeah. Did we, you? we went by there. We didn't oh, stop. Um, what? How could you pass a Bucky's? I, I mean, man, I know it, it adds an like, hour on your trip. I, 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 yeah, I know. I, I, I that that was the whole thing. I mean, yeah. it was you know getting there and getting back. Yeah. Um, but uh, I passed them several times. I've been called. Crazy. They sell charcoal in Bucky's, but it's not your oh, brand. You need to get on them. Mm. Probably why I hadn't stopped then. I'm glad I did. <laughs> Forget Bucky's. No. Um, anyway, I'm trying to think the best thing I ate. I ate so many good things. Um, probably may say that that wild boar belly, uh, belly burn ends. Really? And, uh, yeah, Dang. they were really, really good. Did they make um, them real sweet? They did, yeah. Yeah, I had to talk to texas guys into making something yeah, i was gonna sweet, say you know? yeah they i was like no you gotta you gotta put this sweet sauce in there you gotta make it and they're they're rib glaze uh uh justin's rib glaze justin west his rib glaze was sweet so that's what we, we put in there but those guys are great i mean you know oh, yeah. that's the thing i'm loving what i'm doing but just meeting all these great people that's that's what it's that's cool about. where's your next trip you know uh hopefully mossy oak 
Okay, cool. And, and, strip. and then, you know, going to the SCA Worlds. Um, oh, yeah, that's next week. Then, you're, going yeah. Texas, you're going back to Texas. Going back so. to Texas. Yeah. Um, you're making that drive. It's not a bad nah, drive. I'll fly in this time. Okay. Um, it's it's going to be a little quicker trip. So, uh, um, but, uh, and hopefully in, in April when we kind of get that Masio trip set, I want to make another trip over to Cosmo Q and do some content with, with Cosmo. And we've got several co-sponsored teams that Cosmo Q sponsors and Royal Oak sponsors. So we're going to do some, some good, good. Them. So, uh, so yeah. And then, you know, you get into May and Memphis in May and, and, uh, and actually, um, hogs for the cause. Oh, Is it going yeah. down? It's not going down. Um, but you know, they, they were pushing it actually try to do it in May, like the Houston livestock and rodeo. We're trying to push stuff back mm. to the end and it's just not going to be, be able to do it, but I always want to mention hogs. Yeah, that's that's oh, we love that contest, something yeah. near and dear to my heart. Yeah, it's yeah. normally almost this time of year, yeah, right? It is. Yeah, spring, like spring. yeah. It's around your birthday, end of March, yeah, yeah. yeah. in yeah. March. That's usually when it is. I just like to give those guys a shout out, too. yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, a great, fun, yeah, it's a great it's a event, event, great calls, and that's one of those few that that's not a sanctioned contest, but. It is a big a, deal. It is a big deal. It's a tough they contest. Take it serious. And but folks can walk around there and buy from the team. Try some good food. Yeah, try some great food. They got good some music. Good bands, yeah. Mm-hmm. And New Orleans. Yeah. I wish any they had excuse. more events in New Orleans. I know, any excuse yeah. to get to Yeah, any excuse right. to get out there. Well, y'all are gonna have to come and do an event with us. <clears> yeah, I want there. to. I want to go do one of the Q events and they get cranked back up because yeah. I've never done the festival stuff or been a part of it. You know, I want to come at least check one out. Yeah, That's, we've only been a part of it from the contest. Yeah, you know, from a, a team yeah, point. We may of have to get you to come and maybe just do a class or something. Yeah, maybe or, do something, you know, maybe a little I demo can, or something can, like that. Pull something out of the hat. Think you think you do one for Rolo? Yeah, please, pretty sure I can. <laughs> In Georgia, where are we doing it at? Oh, right, what about okay? Before we before we quit, Craig, okay. is the Invitational going on this year? The Invitational is going on. We got a set date. Yes, it is the uh, is it the third third weekend in October. We need to put that. Third Why don't we book in October? There was something we were. The Jack we have a is friend's the second wedding weekend okay. in October. October is going to be a busy month. Yeah, it is. Um, but it first weekend, is. yeah, the first weekend book in that. October is going to be Q in the Lou. Um, so things are you know kind of rolling into Royal Oak Invitational. Yeah, well, we'll, you got to be a Royal Oak team to get invited, right? Is that are they open it up? Past that, or is it just no? No, it is strictly for teams, our okay. teams, and and you know it. That's going to be a tough process of choosing those teams, also. But there again, it's going to be almost the same criteria as we choose chose the teams to be sponsored. Our sponsored teams are going to be, you know, it's going to be performance and competition. It's going to be social media involvement, and you know, and, and all that. It's going to be taken to to choose Good those. Deal. Of course, you're in. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we'll move. If not I'll come help him see it or something. Yeah, yeah, we'll just come hang out. I like that plan even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or do a demo there. For, yeah, uh, yeah. For the employees, because that's the big thing yeah. about that is they do for, that for the employees. Yeah, it's for the employees. It's, it's special for our teams, and and you know nobody else is doing anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, I was there not as a, I was there just as an ambassador last year to see, you know, and plus I kind of was talking to him about this job, and I know I'm. A, have to do it this year <laughs> uh put it on so uh but you're talking about a company that rolled out the red carpet for their teams oh my gosh i mean it was no no expense spared uh, oh yeah all the way from hotel the, rooms meals there's all over every competition meat was purchased and had mm-hmm. for oh, them awesome um you, you know, had to show up there yeah. were some kegs out there in the parking lot <laughs> what? 
yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, breakfast was provided. They brought in the Waffle House truck <laughs> and had it on premises. I didn't yeah. know Waffle House so, had a truck. Uh, so, yeah, lunches were provided. Um, they had a potluck dinner on Friday night where all the team's employees came together. And, you know, cooked the teams, yeah, actually cooked a side dish. And, you know, we got a bunch of steaks from Snake River Farms and cooked those different ways and had a potluck where everybody hung out together. And it's, it's a real special time. I forgot why we didn't go. We were at a contest. Yeah, it was a contest. Uh, it was, it was like the, World Foods or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it, it was World Foods. Like, it was World Foods. Because y'all couldn't come. I think Mike and Christina couldn't come. And, and there was there was. Yeah, it was World Foods. That, That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it something was that wasn't just. Yep. Couldn't yeah. get away from. Yeah, committed to. So, But y'all will be there this year. That's right. right. Mark it down. <laughs> that sounds like a fun time. It's going to be. Well, Shell, you got any other questions or things we need to cover today? That's it. If y'all are around, come check out the Ninja on Saturday. I'm gonna bring I, I'm gonna bring the weed bur- weed burner and just have it sitting up here. Okay, he's probably got one. He's got one. <laughs> have weed burner in my truck. I travel with one of those. Have weed burner. Okay. We'll travel. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Well, Craig, man, I appreciate you coming by and setting in with us today. We're looking forward to the grand opening and everything we're gonna get to do this year. So, man. Well, appreciate I'm, it. I'm excited about it, and you know I'm a phone call away. And You're I'm, always welcome in Hernando. I'm an hour and 45 minutes <laughs> door to door, and I can get here whenever you need All me. All right, brother. If you'd like to connect with Craig, it's The Barbecue Ninja on Facebook and Instagram, right? Right, right. right? Uh, Check YouTube? his videos out on Royal Oak. Uh, Royal Oak, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I definitely go to Royal Oak's YouTube and, and uh, check that out because you might see his pretty face on there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and where can they find us, Shell? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and, of course, YouTube. And so, if you'd like to connect you gotta with me. you got to teach me to TikTok, man. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta uh, teach me. He's having fun with TikTok Tyler. <laughs> TikTok Tyler. All right. Well, Tyler, you need to make a TikTok. You need to do the no beard mentioned. filter with him. I did yeah. one with me. Shell won't let me post it, Tyler. I'm going to show it to him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The no, have you seen the people the no beard thing trending? I have seen it. I'll show oh, it to Craig you. Craig definitely needs to do yeah, that. Yeah, need to do it too. Oh, okay. Have you seen yourself without a beard in a while? Uh, it's an app that'll show you what you look mm, like. It's been about 10 yeah. years. Yeah. Hold on. Let me just show you. Let me just show you. <laughs> Let's find it here. Without a beard. Yeah. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, no. Come on, Malcolm. <laughs> That's, That's crazy. I hadn't had, I've had a beard for 12, 15 years. Yeah, at least. It's been there. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. It's before we got married. Oh, where can they find you? I'm sorry. I didn't oh, we already did it. Okay. Yeah. We out. <laughs> hey, Tyler, is that it, man? We out. TikTok Tyler. Tyler. Appreciate out. y'all hanging out with us. We gone.